0: welcome to another episode of vacation rental insiders podcast it's time to learn from ryan and lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business get ready to learn and be the best host you can be and now your hosts ryan and lucas
1: hey this is ryan and this is lucas and we're back again And uh, I know it always seems seamless to you guys, you click from one episode to the next, but uh, Lucas and I have reunited after uh, about a month, right? Yeah, it's been about a month. We haven't recorded in about a month, so welcome back. Uh, For us, it's welcome back, and we're glad to be back in the studio, which is my kitchen, currently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We probably should have told our listeners a long time ago that, hey, Newsflash, we're not in a, uh, what would you call it, A, a recording booth? Or any sort of other perfectly soundproof environment. Correct. Uh, Multiple times we've had people walk in the house (laughs) and we've had to quickly reach for the pause button. If
0: you hear the dryer tumbling in the background, (laughs) you know we're not in a sound booth.
1: That actually happened. Uh, We did actually have the dryer go off (laughs) one day and I have one of those uh, Samsung dryers. And This is is a laundry room on my main level right off the kitchen, which is a great location for a laundry room, I have to tell you. I don't have to go to the basement for my laundry, which is wonderful. But it sucks when you're trying to podcast in your kitchen and you have a Samsung fancy pants dryer that thinks it needs to sing you a song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we stopped, stopped that day. We're like, when is this thing going to stop? It was like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and it just kept going and going and going.
1: Oh, my God. I could no
0: longer talk through it. I was like, this has got to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was going to be short. I was like, oh, don't worry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you guys didn't hear that because we literally. Hit stop on our on our software, and then uh, we had to go back, and we had to surgically insert ourselves to the right moment in time, and then begin speaking as if it was perfectly okay. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> happened here. Don't, don't don't pay any attention to that. Um, and we we've actually had an Airbnb guest, a, a funny dude that was staying here. Um, he didn't know we were live. Like like we're having a conversation right now, right? He yeah. thought that we were just chatting. Like, cause it, oh, yeah. he it inter- sounds like we're just he chatting. Just
0: interjected himself, right and he
1: starts laughing yeah. from the living room. Was like, oh, you guys are so funny. I was like, bro, we're we're live, we're on air. He's like, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, God bless him. <laughs> uh. That's that's southern code talk for you know what. <laughs> oh, bless them. bless their heart. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so yeah, welcome back to the uh, studio, Lucas. Welcome back to my home. Welcome back to Minneapolis. Um, how was your trip to Iowa? It was good. It yeah, like see seeing the family. Man. I did. Yeah. yeah, mom and dad, both of them. There we go.
0: Knock them out. Short trip. We're back up here, and um, there go ready to rock and roll.
1: Nothing like putting a little business with pleasure. So uh, here we are, and we are. Let's see what's our topic today. Uh, length of stay. We're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it could mean what is the appropriate length. Of, what is the most appropriate length of stay for you as a host? What is the longest you should allow someone to stay? Uh, what is the shortest amount you should allow someone to stay? So length of stay, um, kind of a loaded episode. And if we get off on a tangent on this one, apologies, but here's, here's what we want to talk about in this one. So each one of my listings, I have a minimum night rental that accomplishes two things for me. Number one, it gets me booked. That's the most important thing. What do we say at the end of every episode? get that money well yeah we say that too but (laughs) get get that money is the last thing we say okay now if you have a minimum stay of say four days and you're not getting any bookings but as soon as you move it to two days and all of a sudden you have two days booked and two days booked and it's all sequitur it's it's two days throughout the month you got 15 guests 30 days booked well obviously two days was the right number right okay now then, you've got situations like Lucas. Your, uh, some of your condo associations, they absolutely hundred percent require you to have seven days, right?
0: Yeah, all of them. Some of them are fourteen nights.
1: Fourteen. Okay, so seven all of them are or at
0: least four. seven. But so there's a, there's one of them there that's fourteen. Two
1: so nights. they have a motive for that, right? Yeah. They want less turnover. Correct. And is there? Do they have any concern at all while they build in this minimum about what day? people are coming and going and they don't care about that.
0: No, they don't care about
1: that. It's just 7 days. Yeah. This period of time that's less bodies turning yep. over. So do you think that if you and, and you do okay with that, right?
0: Yeah, uh, we do fine.
1: Now, in that market being Daytona Beach is most town hall or not town hall condominiums throughout there going to be 7 day minimum.
0: Yeah, otherwise you dip down into what's called the condo hotel world
1: right correct less
0: than 7 nights um, right
1: and we've talked about what that is before that's that's a bunch of condominiums that where the majority of owners are not present
0: yeah well it's a condominium that's owned privately by each individual but the condominium association runs it like a hotel the association Got it. runs it like a hotel so One your night, condo
1: will get rented like a hotel.
0: Yeah, But in, and the, the downside of that is like, okay, cool, maybe I'm going to make a lot of money. No. In every scenario there, the associations take 50% off the top and they refuse outside management. Oh, my. hotels, just so, just. We're, I'm just going to say this once we'll Off topic,
1: on. alert, but we're okay. They are not
0: profitable in any capacity whatsoever. You're restricted on days that you can use them like a timeshare. It's so like you don't even own them. You don't get any choice in furnishings that are going to go in it.
1: But you're paying for it. But you paid for and it. And you have a tiny royalty coming back there's nothing
0: in any case i've seen you lose money at the end of the year you owe the association money my god yeah they're terrible i they don't know why you don't have no idea
1: so there you go word of the wise yeah. don't own one of those okay so back to your seven day minimum though the majority of condominiums in your market are going to enforce a seven or 14 day minimum
0: yeah i wouldn't say the majority in daytona we have five condos that are seven night minimums there is Probably maybe ten that are fourteen, but okay. I would say the majority don't want rentals at all. So but they, this they
1: this is them. a way to curb. Yeah, the that's rentals. a
0: that's a way to curb rentals. Correct. Okay,
1: okay, um, okay. So, I guess what I was getting at too was as long cool. as the rest of your market is on the same playing field, then it's all good. Yeah, you know. So you're. So basically everyone in your area is going to run on that minimum. Now you've, you've done the room share rental as well. What, what days did you feel worked out for you?
0: I did fine with any days. I don't restrict days. I'm not. You mean single I, days? One? No, I, I, well, I meant like, I don't just allow check-in on like a Saturday.
1: No, no, no I don't mean that. Yeah, yeah, I mean okay. length.
0: Oh yeah. Mine was three night minimum.
1: Okay. All from right. the
0: get go. But I, I, before I did room shares, I, I did the seven night minimum. So I started my, my room share as a seven night minimum. Yeah. Um, in fact, the only three room shares that I ever did, because um, now I have two long-term tenants that are in there that are, that are nice. I like them. They're friends now. Yeah. Um, but um, the three that I ever did, they always they always booked for more than a week anyways. But it yeah. was a three-night minimum. Um, right. And I felt that that was fine. Uh, I felt like if I went under that, there was too much turnover. I didn't want to have to clean it every two days. Um, and I, sure, I, I was worried because the worst motel in our area is uh, a budget inn and uh it's gross uh, in fact i sold it with another real estate, to three other real estate companies so i know how bad it was yeah um and i would say half of it was filled with long-term um users
1: they literally stayed there yep yeah, correct yeah
0: i mean I need, i'm telling you i was part of the real estate team that sold this property for three million dollars and um it was disg- it was gross and uh, i was worried that at my price points i would i would i would get riffraffed.
1: Yeah. That type of riffraff, because yeah. they knew what their price points were. So you knew your market. So I'll admit that when I first started in the room share, which was, uh, pre- precluded everything else I've done, as far as uh, single family homes, uh, duplexes, triplexes, you name it, um, I, I didn't know any better. I was very, very green to this several years ago, and I did one night rentals. And literally within an hour and a half of going live on my first listing ever, there was a dude at my front door. And he booked for one night he was obviously a last minute stay um it got the ball rolling for me because now he came in i introduced him i walked him around the house and you know now i don't do that anymore i yeah, don't do that yeah, i don't do low oh, let me meet you let me walk through the whole place give you a tour that's so darn time consuming now i let the check-in instructions handle that business for me which is wonderful um but um he, he gave me a good review the experience was good and then I started to see that when you do one-night rentals, you will get people one and two days at a time, but the quality of guest is really bad. Yeah, for it's sure. really bad, and I'm not saying everybody that stays one night at a time is bad. I'm saying you have the chances of having a bad guest very high when you do one-night minimums. It can happen on any night minimum, but a one-night minimum guest I've had where a, a gal rented the room. And she showed up at three in the afternoon at check in time. And uh, next thing you know, my rules were not spelled out hard enough about guests. A boyfriend showed up, and here I am at home in my evening. And this dude comes over, and they hang out in the room for like three hours. She comes down from upstairs before even nine o'clock and goes, All right, I'm leaving. Anything I should do to check out? And I was like, You're not staying? You rented it for the night, and then she's like, nope. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is disgusting. My uh, house was just used as a hookup location. Yeah, no Never thanks. again. So I, I got clued in, went to two-night minimum. And then after a period of time doing that, I finally realized that if I just simply went to three nights, and, and I was getting a ton of one and two nights, the problem is I'd get inquiries for a week or two weeks. Now, those are desirable guests they're in town for business, they're in town for family, they're in town for a lot of reasons that makes them a better guest because they're going to be a week or two at a time for me. Um, these again, these are room share people, okay? Um, and I I would find that they would send an inquiry for a couple of weeks and then some other yahoo would come in and book for 2 days in the middle of it and the 2 week stay would be then completely negated yeah. and it would turn into an inquiry it would turn from an inquiry to a not possible reservation. Yep. In my inbox and i'm like well i just lost a two-week reservation because some some yahoo came in for two nights so that's when i finally made the conclusion to go to three nights and ever since i've done that almost everybody that comes here is staying for like a week and a half two weeks a month i'm starting to get all these people that you know i'm having instead of uh literally i would have 15 turnovers a month uh or or you know eight eight to fifteen turnovers a month now I'm having the rooms turn over three or four times a It's
0: month. on the community forums that three-night minimums, three- or four-night minimums, are kind of like the sweet spot. Right, for, right. For
1: and depending on houses. the place. Yeah. Now, I tried it at a bunch of my other houses to go all the way up to three- and four-night minimums. Did not work well at all. Did not work well at all. I, I found myself not getting any reservations. Um, it just was met with a whole lot of pushback. So I went back to two nights on those houses. Um, and I still get three, four, five, six-night you know stays. Don't get me wrong. Um, but... Uh, I needed to keep that at two to keep my exposure up and that worked out better there Um, but on the room share three night minimum was good for me Um, this is definitely something you need to uh, play with um, and and tweak for your market and for your needs if you don't want to clean the house or the room often enough and you know more often then just make the days minimum days higher
0: yeah I mean Um, I have a guy right here he goes I love one-nighters they do not cook for the most part they arrive late and they leave early
1: that's that's true that's true you know, you, you know. can also say uh, three-night stays uh, or 30-night stays, the kitchen's off-limits. Yeah. You can just put that in your rules. If you're not interested in people invading your kitchen space, just say, look, the microwave is yours to use. You're not allowed to use the stove. You cannot use the cooktop. You cannot store things in the cupboards.
0: You know, also this This guy makes a really good point. Uh, for hosts that charge a cleaning fee and do the cleaning themselves, one-day stays might be the most lucrative. That's true. Because you get to clean it. You're just turning over a room, throwing some new sheets, vacuum, That's disinfect, true. done. You're That's out true. the door so that that I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that so there's definitely some thought process that goes into it but if you're maybe if you're in kind of a, a suburb area, you're fine for me I didn't want to attract any of the, the lower end you know bad quality guests that come on VRBO that can afford that you know 60, 70 bucks a night. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't want that in my property, mm-hmm. and, and my vacation rentals that are high-end are obviously thousands of dollars a week, so uh, I can count on one hand out of the 350 stays how many bad guests I've had yeah. there, but um, I don't have a problem. Now, my, my last question here is uh, long-term stays, length of stay. We've been talking about short stays. Yeah,
1: so let's talk about that. I mean, you're, you're dealing with the other side of the spectrum. One of the previous episodes we just did was about uh, squatters, for instance, yeah. when they get mail there. Uh, So I I have heard that it's a very common practice for folks that have the tendency to get month-long or longer stays, which is not something I get a ton of at my other properties. Um, They will have the guest book the listing for 28 days. They will make them, they will force them to book another 28-day stay for a second month and then every 28 days they forced them to have a new reservation and in that in that day when one reservation ends and another one starts they literally leave they vacate the premises the cleaning team comes in like normal turns over all the beds new towels and cleans the house and, and so you can use
0: back. you can use this to advantage but i know that in the motel industry in the commercial side of you know hospitality income properties that i've sold um, I've sold quite a few motels down in Florida and a lot of those owners go, we only do weekly. Um, we only allow weekly stays and he'll have people that'll say, they all have had people that will stay two, three months that are contractors down there on a gig. They have to come in every seven nights of pay. And he says that's a tenancy issue where he doesn't want any of them to claim they live there.
1: Right. They're on a So lease. it's partly for that. It's a, it's a squatter thing again. Uh, but the other thing is too, I've talked about this in terms of long-term renters If you remember way back at the beginning of the podcast at all, we have an episode about how to get into arbitration and how to do rental arbitrage. So if, if you are interested in doing this and you don't want to own a property and you have the ability to go to a rental property owner and say, hey, I want an Airbnb using your house, one of the pieces of your sales pitch is... I'm going to use your property as Airbnb, I'm going to clean it often and the whole thing and da 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 right? And, you know, the benefit of me doing this is, is consistent rent and we're constantly in there cleaning. If you, if you let... And, and again, one of the other sales pitches, I should, I should say this first. If you have any experience in long-term rentals, you know the term that I have coined where they grow roots, okay? Yeah. I love that term. Because they do. These people, some of them grow roots so deep, they act like they own the house. That's the problem yeah, you with long-term go and, you tenants. You
0: go on YouTube and find all these landlords who have videoed their property after getting it back, and it's just Yeah, after a long-term nightmare. tenant. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: and here's the thing. There are certain landlords in this world that are just a little bit ignorant about letting people stay two, three, four, five years. And I've, I've got an owner that I work with who has got a family in one of his properties that has been there so long that the children that were toddlers when they moved in are now married with children of their own.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. We're going on 30 some years. These folks have been here. I've been in the house to do maintenance as a contractor. I've been, I am in charge of all the properties. I'm not in charge of that tenant cause I did not inherit that tenant. They're still there. They're his tenant. They're not mine, but I'm in charge of maintenance and I go in that house and let me tell you something, that house is going to need a full gut when it's over. I mean, we're talking throw out the appliances, throw out the kitchen cabinets, rip up every thread of carpet, uh, paint head to toe, all of it, just everything. Uh, He's allowed them to smoke in the house. He's allowed them to have pets in the house. Now, whether or not he allowed those things the first day they got there, I don't know. But maybe they skirted the rules for a little bit. And then they started doing things they wouldn't have done before. You know what I mean? And then he'd come by and then, oh, you're smoking in here. Well, I guess that's all right. You've been here five years. Now I'm going to have to repaint anyway when you go. Well, that goes on for 20, 30 years. What do you think that house is going to look like and smell like when you're done? It's going to be terrible. I'm telling you guys, that particular house is the perfect example of roots. Those people have roots like crazy in that house. Okay, so that's the whole point with breaking a tenant's stay up. If you've ever had a tenant on a short-term rental stay for a period of three or four months, then you know that even in three or four months, the house basically needs a cleaning as if somebody moved out. Yep. Um, so, break it up every 28 days. Say, all right, you can stay four months. Make a 28-day reservation. Make and a you second. Could, you could set it
0: on Airbnb and, I believe, VRBO to have a maximum night stay Absolutely. Now, I don't do that. What I do is I don't put a maximum in, but I put any stay over 28 nights there's a selection on Airbnb there where you can select that the you you get to review the inquiry so they can't instant book on that type of a on that type of a stay if it's over 28 nights right um, and so that's what I do and I get them and um, you know and they that's can... a great
1: suggestion just put it on automatic review correct and it'll just automatically no matter what the person's rental status is if they're a if they're a person that's eligible for instant book, if it's over X amount of days, then you have to review it. and it takes away their instant book yeah. ability. So it's a good good blockade there. So um, again, and I know we default to this a lot, but bear with me, this will depend on your comfort zone. Uh, now in the room share space that I'm in, at my own property where I live, um, I actually currently have uh, a law student staying in one of the bedrooms. Um, they booked for a month, um, came, showed up, was there for about a week and a half, two weeks, and said, hey, you know, I I really want to stay the rest of the whole semester because, you know, I'm I'm studying abroad next semester and I don't want to get a lease. You know, are you comfortable? I was asked, are you comfortable with extending? Well, by then we we had gotten to know each other for a few weeks. I was totally comfortable. I loved how that played out. It was respectful on both parties as far as checking in with me, Making sure I was okay with it, we got to feel each other out, and uh, uh, they've been here now. What are we we're coming up on a month and a half. We're talking zero issues. So you gotta every situation's different. Um, never gonna have any problem with this person. They're just totally polite and everything. They don't overdo their footprint in my home, and it's working out. But um, that's another thing you can do is tell somebody, yes, I will do long term. You know, and long term meaning different things to everybody, but I will do long term. Let's say three months. Um, book for a week. Let's let's try it out. You know what I mean? Yep. And then they, they get a flavor for it, and we, we see what works. Yep. So, So um, do what works best for you. Um, you know, in the meantime, head over to Instagram and find us. What's the uh, Instagram handle there? At Vacation Rental Insiders. Perfect. Uh, like us, subscribe to the podcast here, of course. Uh, rate the podcast if you haven't already. I'd hope by 40-some-odd episodes in you've done those things. That would make <laughs> sense. Unless you just randomly, what, found us on the Internet and found us on your podcast uh, streaming device and we're like ah, episode 46 let's just jump in here hopefully by now you guys have done all these things if you haven't already what the hell's wrong with you yeah. go like <laughs> us go subscribe for crying out loud Jesus quit manually finding us crying out loud it's dumb. <laughs> you know, be smart <laughs> be a smart person like and subscribe find us on Instagram tell us what you think of the show and give us some show ideas if you want us to talk about something we'll be more than happy to in the meantime be the best host you can be and go get that money
0: go get that money